Good morning. How are we? You surviving the big wet? Yeah? That's good. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, I have a few friends living down Warrenora Way and uh, lots of flooding going on down there. If anyone knows Prince Edward Park, that's where I train on Thursday nights for my soccer. It's basically underwater, about this deep. The river's just flooded it. It's uh, a lot of rain, a lot of wet, but I'm glad you're here and I'm glad you're doing okay. I'm going to get some friends up here. We've got uh, three of our elders that are going to join me on the stage. If you guys want to come up, find us, grab a stool. So we have Jess, we have Jeff, and we have Jandrew. No, Andrew. <laughs> Um, and these are three of our current elders here at Kingsway. And uh, we have Fiona, who is not well. And we have Kane, who couldn't be here. And Donna, who is in Queensland. Yeah. Um, we also have um, three uh, elders on our eldership from Sea Change Church at Janali. Um, so there's a bunch of us, really. Um, so we're going to talk about eldership, and I thought I would just start by sharing a passage of Scripture out of 1 Peter, and then I just want to give you a tad bit of kind of history before I throw to the experts. So I've been involved in the eldership here at Kingsway for over 25 years, um, and Andrew up the end there, even longer than that. I'm not sure how many years, mate, but... I know you did have a break for about a year. <laughs> I think that was it, right? That's all we gave you off. So I'm sure you'll share a little bit more. So this is um, 1 Peter, verses 1 to 5. So I exhort the elders among you, as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory that is going to be revealed, shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly as God would have you. Not for shameful gain, but eagerly. Not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd, Jesus, appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. Likewise, you who are younger, <laughs> be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. So a bit of a context. Um, Kingsway Community Church is part of Churches of Christ or Fresh Hope in New South Wales. And we've been a church since 1947. So a long time with a great history. Uh, we used to uh, meet in a different arrangement of buildings up there on the corner of Jacarana Road and Kingsway which is kind of where the Kingsway name originated uh, at the time. But traditionally, elders in our movement of churches and still in some of our smaller churches basically were the boss. Um, they led the church. They made all the decisions. Um, they employed staff. They were kind of the authority 
um, over the church, operating operationally, finance, employment, everything, basically. Um, the elders did and oversaw pretty much everything that the church was involved in. And there, as I said, there are some churches that still operate that way. And so very much eldership-led, and they were supported originally by what we used to call the Board of Deacons. And they were, so we had these two kind of governing bodies that uh, oversaw everything that we did. And they, one of their roles was to ensure that the minister, the employee, did the right thing. Um, otherwise, they'd pull out the stick. Now, part of the reason why that was the case was traditionally ministers, pastors as we tend to call them these days, would only stay in a church for three to five years and then they would move on. And so to bring some stability uh, to a local church, it was important that you know, the elders brought that sense of stability because they were always there um, as opposed to ministers that used to come and go, did their three-year to five-year stint and then they'd move on and do that again in another church. That's all changed. So I've been leading here at Kingsway now for over 20 years. So I've outdone my three to five years. Um, I'm by far the longest serving senior leader uh, at this church since 1947. A record held by my dad before that for eight years. Um, so eight years was the longest. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's diff times are different. Uh, when I first started at Kingsway, we were a small church, one campus, Two and a half staff, um, based in in Caringborough, as I said before. Now we are multi-campus, multi-staff, uh, with a community care uh, ministry with a budget of over a million dollars a year, serving the homeless, the poor, young girls, etc., etc., etc. So things are very different for us as a community of churches. I remember being away with Brooke Stewart, who is our pastor at Sea Change, and he was. Uh, the youth pastor here for a number of years, and we went to visit some other churches to get some ideas around, you know, what we could do moving forward. And we we're in this one church, and someone asked the question, what's the role of elders in your church? And they answered, well, the role of elder is to lead, to feed, and to weed. Okay? So that kind of sums up traditionally the role of an elder was to lead the church, was to feed the church, so teach, and to weed out any bad eggs, or <laughs> you, weeds, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, right, <laughs> so to lead, to feed, and to weed, now today, as I said, eldership is different, in the sense that our eldership here at Kingsway is much less focused on the operational aspect of church life, and more on the spiritual oversight of church life. We are staff-led as opposed to elder-led. And so our elders are focusing more on the spiritual oversight, listening and seeing spiritually what is God saying, weighing the spiritual temperature, prayer, empowerment and support of our staff, and then the, just making sure, I guess in a way, focusing more on the ends, not the means. Um, and our staff and our team and our leaders focus more on the means to the end, so the, the, the doing stuff. Biblically, and I'm, 
hoping Jess will add something to this, being our biblical scholar. Um, biblically, elders are mentioned quite a lot in the New Testament. Um, at times they are appointed and at times they are kind of just in that role because of their age or their experience and spiritual maturity and seen as elders uh, over different groups of people, communities and churches. Uh, there are guidelines in the New Testament, in, in Titus and in Timothy about you know, what an elder should be um, and what in some places, as I read out before, the kind of role that they play in the context of the local church. I believe that eldership, and it's a, it is an old term terminology, old school terminology, because um, I don't necessarily consider all of us old. <clears throat> Quiet in the stalls. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, young Jess here, um, Kane. Um, you know, I think traditionally, again, elders in the church were always the, the older, retired. They had a lot of spare time on their hands so they could paint the church and argue over what colour carpet to put in and all that kind of stuff. Um, these days, we don't, you know, most of our uh, elders are working. We have a couple of retirees, uh, not to mention any names. Um, but yeah, so I'm not sure in some ways whether the, you know, that word, the terminology of elder is, is necessarily um, applicable in the same way that it was 50 years ago or 70 years ago in, in the case of uh, our church. Um, but it's, it's a term that we've held on to. Um, you know, in a sense, I believe personally that eldership is really important in the life of the church, um, particularly in that area of spiritual oversight. So I kind of I texted a whole bunch of questions to these guys uh, during the week. And I want you to wrestle with some of these. And I tried to make them as hard as I possibly could. Um, were they hard? Mm, okay. Um, we, um, Donna did a little video, and we might go to the video now, um, if it's going to work. So Donna's on her way to Queensland. Dave better go and, and get that. And, but, you know, Donna wanted to have her say, uh, get her little two minutes in um, before we go to our little panel with a bunch of questions. So I was expecting more elders uh, today, but as I said, we've had a couple of uh, one sick and not here and not unavailable today, so you might have to answer all the questions now. Sorry about that. Um, and we might just... Oh.
Great stuff, Donna. All right, so we're going to go to the panel here, our very wise old, uh, not old, elders. And um, I'm going to start with a question of why do you eld? I don't know if that's a word. <laughs> why do you eld? Why do I eld? Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so I've been an elder here, I think, for four years now, or four and a half. Um, that's gone really, really fast. Um, and I was also nominated to be an elder and um, was very busy at the time, as I still am now, with two young kids and a full-time job and um, everything else that comes with that. Um, and sort of a similar story to Donna, just thinking about, you know, do I have the capacity to do this? Um, am I right for this space? Do I have something to offer? Um, but then just similar story, just felt really called to serve um, in this space. And it is a little bit intimidating. I think I'm the youngest elder at the moment. Um, a little bit intimidating thinking, oh, you know, in terms of life experience, I'm definitely down the other end of the spectrum. But I think the experience I do have to offer is um, important, especially being a woman and a mother. Um, I'm also a teacher uh, and a wife and... I think that's a really important voice that needs to be heard, especially in a church context where women's voices haven't always been represented um, and still are not represented enough. So I think it was a really important um, space for me to kind of serve in that way. Um, and yeah, really that is the main thing why I eld is because I just really want to serve the local church, I really believe in the local church and I really believe in this community. Um, this community has supported me and my family in ways I can't even explain with words um, and this is my way of giving back. So, yeah. Thanks, Jess. Well, I guess in summary, it's God's fault. It wasn't my idea. Uh, I think in prior churches and even in my earlier time, been here for quite a while now, uh, I was more comfortable thinking of what can I do? So what's a job? So, you know, more maybe what would have been under that old heading of a deacon and being able to, because then it could sort of, it was measurable, it was easy to kind of cope with and I could feel I was qualified because I knew how to do stuff. I could paint walls or whatever you mentioned earlier. Um, not volunteering. Could. <laughs> in the past. <laughs> right. and thank you for people like Kevin who do that. Uh, so I, I think the, it was a hard challenge to say it's not about what I can bring, it was actually about um, getting to a point of saying you're not being, you know, people aren't asking or seeing you as being an elder uh, because they want you to do something. It was about who, who you are and the things that God's put in you and even being, I don't, in some ways, to be honest, getting past that arrogance of, well, I'm wise because I've done this study and I've done that. Well, no, but that wisdom comes from God. Mm. And to see that that's the source of that wisdom and then to see, well, if he's put that in me, then he's put that in me to come out of me, not for me to go, oh, well, I feel good about my knowledge. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. 
And so, yeah, it was really to see how can that, um, can I accept that it's God's wisdom in me, his insight in me, and how would that come out in practical ways that weren't sort of mechanical, yes, I can do this, I can build that, I can that sort of thing. So, yeah, it was really giving up the doing stuff yeah. and just to be who yeah, God wanted me, wanted me to be or who he put it in me. Same question? <laughs> Why not? Why not? I guess uh, a little different for me. Perhaps I grew up in this church when it was in its old location. And uh, during the, my youth... I always saw the old men in suits who were the elders. They were maybe a bit scary. Um, certainly, they uh, yeah, well, they were stern. They were authoritarian almost at some times. And uh, they were the elders. And you also knew who the elders were because every week you'd get the little newsletter handed to you and their names would be printed on the back cover. So you always knew who, who the elders were, their names were there. And that sort of kept people a little bit connected, I guess. And maybe some people don't know who our elders are now, but I don't think it's for that reason. Um, yeah, my father was an elder in this church. My father-in-law was an elder in this church. And I guess along the way in my growing up then, eldership was almost part of my heritage and... As the church grew me as a leader, eldership became, I guess, a natural step, the next step of service for me. It's a responsibility that I took on more than 30 years ago. I, I can't even tell you when or how the circumstance of that is, and I guess that proves I'm an elder. <laughs> I've lost that part of my life, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I suppose that that means that I am one of those old men now, yeah. And, um, yeah, but I still think that I, there are things that I can contribute, that I can put my hands to. And since I've retired, I've um, really had an opportunity to eld a little closer with our Caring Bar team over the last few years. And, uh, yeah, under the guise of being the intern um, and the, you know, can I do the odd jobs or whatever, it's been great that it's probably developed more into just a relational situation where I can know them, share with them, and, uh, yeah, encourage them along the way. And thinking that I might be a little bit helpful in that area, that really motivates me to continue in that role. So. Right, I'm going to go back to Jeff. Um, why is eldership important and necessary for the church? I flick this one to Jess. <laughs> She'd have a verse. Um, uh, why, why do we need it? I think the key for me, or what have I looked at in, in eldership, is the knowing that there's, there's people that are thinking about you when you don't think about you, or when you're going through those tough times, just to have that knowledge that, um, you know, and can I encourage you that, um, for all of you, that um, people, when they're going through those tough times, are not forgotten. Mm. You might not hear someone say, oh, let's pray today for whatever it might be. But it's to know that the eldership team, and I know it's because of what I've felt myself, 
is to know that when you're going through those tough times, that people are there behind praying for you and remembering you and remembering and valuing who you are. And so I think that's um, just to have that, uh, it's not peace of mind, but just to, if I can encourage you to have that, you know, the thing that you know when you don't believe it, mm. yeah, that, um, yeah, that that's, the elders are there and they are praying for you. Even when you don't feel it, he's working. Even when you don't see it, he's working. That's good. Yeah. Any further comments? Why do we need elders? Why do we? Why is it important? I guess it'll get answered several times over through other parts of the questions that you've asked. But I think, from an organisational point of view, we do have standing orders, a constitution. It says we will have elders, and we do. But it also says the responsibilities of the elders to have consultation and uh, oversight on a lot of big decisions that are being made. It takes, I guess, the responsibility away from the senior leadership team, the paid staff to make big decisions, and it protects them. And I think that's an important role, that we have a shared responsibility and there's a protection role in there as well to make sure that bad decisions aren't made, or if they are, they're made with consultation. That's important. So it's a shared responsibility. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's true. We've probably made some of those over the years, but it is good to know that they were made in consultation and in unity, that we all agreed that it was a bad decision, afterwards at least. Um, we did it together. <laughs> it's good. Did you want to say anything? Um, I think Jeff and Andrew really summed it up, but I think, yeah, going off what they have both said... I think it's really important as a community to know that there is a foundation of that, um, that prayer um, coming from a group of people who see our role specifically as supporting the community in prayer um, and also supporting our leaders in prayer um, and supporting them in other ways as well um, where we can. And I think it's actually really important um, from an ethical point of view to have a communal uh, like group that is involved in decisions. I mean, I think leading a church is a really, really significant responsibility. Mm. Uh, people are very vulnerable in this space and that's something that really needs to be respected and needs to be treated very carefully. So I think, and you know, I mean, every kind of organisation is at risk of abusing that, yeah. that role. Um, and it's really important that we come together to make sure that, you know, we tread carefully around people's lives and mm. their, their spiritual journeys. I know for me, um, in, in the last 20 years of leading here, that I'm grateful that I've had a group of people that have made decisions alongside me, with me, that have supported me and encouraged me, that have, you know, backed decisions that I felt God you know, whether that's to sell our building and to move here 20 years ago, um, you know, some big moments in the life of our church to have a group of people that supported me, encouraged me, prayed for me, and but also collaborated, you know, so that I didn't feel like I was just making that decision on my own. That would be horrible. Um, so I am personally very grateful for that support that the elders um, bring. And obviously there's also... A, a kind of like a legal obligation that we have to have a governance 
uh, over our church, which is uh, really important as well. Um, Jess, while you've got the mic, what is your biblical perspective on the role of eldership and how does this get lived out in 2022? prepare for this one. Oh, good. <laughs> um, I think, as you mentioned before, Bredo, that um, eldership is a system uh, that is represented in the early church. We see a lot of examples of that in um, especially the book of Acts and then a lot of the letters that Paul writes to the churches and that the other uh, disciples write to the churches. There are examples of elders in those places. Um, in terms of exactly what the roles were, there's a number of different things that we see um, happen in the biblical text. Um, a few of the ones, I'll just summarise it and then I'll tell a couple of my favourite stories. Um, I think the first one is that um, prayer, really. That is probably the biggest one that we see in the Bible. Um, and Donna mentioned it, James 5 verse 14, um, the elders lay hands on the people and they pray for them and there's that um, when, you know, two or more are gathered and it's kind of taking on that role of, of that spiritual, um, yeah, just that partnership, I think. Um, that is a really significant one. Um, anointing with oil being... Uh, a significant symbol in the Bible as well, and the elders have a part to play in that in the Bible. Um, there is a lot of verses in the New Testament about elders being humble, um, not seeking those positions for their own gain or for their own power, and a lot of warnings, actually, that, you know, if you do it for that reason, you'll be harshly judged. Um, you are responsible for the flock, and God takes that very seriously. Yeah, so I think um, humility is a really significant thing for elders in the Bible. Um, and, yeah, the 1 Peter verse as well, um, five, verse 1 to 4, feeding the flock, um, ensuring the, you know, I think the well-being of the community. Um, eldership in, in particular, the spiritual well-being of the community, but then also, you know, the physical and mental well-being as well. Um, I think that's really important. And also we see that in Hebrews 13 as well, that elders need to lead by example um, for the community. And again, it's something that's a, a really big responsibility um, for the elders. Um, I think probably one of my favourite stories is actually how, and this happens quite a few times as well, it's not really that obvious if you don't know what you're looking for, but there are a number of stories in the New Testament about the elders actually standing up and fighting for the vulnerable um, in the early church. And one of the um, most significant examples that we see is Paul and Barnabas go to the broader eldership and the apostles um, of the church in Jerusalem. They go to the Council of Jerusalem and they argue for the inclusion of the Gentiles. Um, and that's a really significant thing. So they, as being sort of leaders of the church and missionaries, go to the elders, make this case that this is really important, that the Gentiles should be included in the family of God, and the elders have a really significant role in that decision. And often we focus on Paul and Barnabas, and yes, they are. We can see them in, in an eldership role, but those other elders 
actually made that decision at the end of the day that, yes, this is the call of God, this is what God wants. Um, I think that inclusion of the broader community is a really important role of the elders as well um, and a significant thing for our day and age in 2022. If we're talking about how this um, looks now, I think it's really important for the elders to be prayerful to really um, try and be in line with the heart of God around this sort of thing and look for where God is moving in the community mm. and fight for that inclusion, argue for that inclusion. I think that's really important. Um, and another example, which I love because this involves one of the um, female elders in the Bible, um, Priscilla and her husband Aquila, they were a um, power couple in um, the New Testament. And Priscilla is mentioned as one of the first uh, early church leaders and most likely an elder. Um, and the context around that, they're in the church of Corinth, but they actually come from Rome and they're kind of refugees mm. who have gone to that Greek province because of the persecution that's happening for, of Christians in Rome. And when you read in between the lines and you look at the context, you can see that they have provided this safe haven for people who are escaping that, you know, horrific violence that they were facing, that persecution um, and that, you know, being cast out from their communities and created that safe haven for um, these people. And they, they were the, some of the first examples of the elders. And I think that's a really important model for us yeah. um, as an eldership team. It's good. Thanks, Jess. Um, you talk about women in eldership and I remember the challenge and controversy of putting our first female elder in place. I think it was around 1994 or 95. Um, you know, and again, feel like continuing to lead the way in what we need to look like moving forward. And I think some of the challenges that um, eldership will face moving forward will be around the equity and inclusion um, ideas and, and living that out and what that actually means for us as a local church. Um, Jeff, what do you think the elders need from the church? Well, I guess as I was saying that, uh, yeah, we are remembering you and praying for you. Please pray for us. Um, consider that we've got to meet uh, once a month with Dave, uh, once every couple of months with Brett, and, uh, and I... Definitely we, need prayer. We, we, so we need prayer. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think it's... Um, I think if I go back to that sort of uh, where I started in my head of recognise what the elders are and maybe at the same time recognise what the elders aren't. So part of that would be recognising that if you don't like how the toilets are cleaned... Um, that's probably not something to bring to the eldership, <laughs> but it's something to bring... You know, there are plenty of leaders in the church, and not that they would be that way, Ming, sorry. But, uh, <laughs> they're, they're, they're spit-polished. Maybe not quite. Anyway. Uh, but, um, <laughs> but to just recognise that um, we can't um, be the solution to everything either, 
but that we are, as much as we pray for you, please pray for us, that um, we continue to um, receive God's wisdom. Um, I'm going to take a little um, self-promotion here and just quote some verses. Um, and they're really, they're ones that are very dear to my heart, like, grey hair is a crown of glory, it is gained in a righteous life. So when you look at us older people, then, um, and I do have a significant birthday this week, uh, so, uh, and I might actually be qualified in my head to actually be almost older once I get to that. Um, but I think to, to recognise that, okay, whether we're old, whether we're, we're not so old, that we still need your prayer, we still need your support, and um, yeah, the, the more we can do that, the more we're valuing the community that God has made us to be. We are part of the community just as much as you guys, and we need prayer just as much as you guys. So um, I think, yeah, pr pray for us that, um, yeah, when we do have the, me the meetings and even outside of that, that we've got that wisdom, that we are looking at the church with spiritual eyes, not, you know, the human eyes, but with spiritual eyes to see what is God doing, what is God saying in this season, and that we um, hear that and that we have the courage sometimes to, to actually bring that forth. It's a good segue. Um and I'll make this the final question um, and go to Andrew. What are you currently feeling, sensing, seeing God is doing here? I think my response to that can really be based on last Sunday in church. Um, we got the opportunity to celebrate a great event with some of our family and we also were saddened yet strangely encouraged by the faith journey of other part, another part of our family and during that time the, the resounding theme was God saying I'm in it, I'm in that, I'm in that, I'm in that and I'm in that, both of those things, I'm there, I am your heavenly father, you are my family. And, um, yeah, I think the call is for us to really work on those bonds that join us together as a family and to lean into he who is our father and be led by him into whatever that next big thing is which is coming. So, yeah, I think that, that was sort of what was fresh with me. It's good, Jeff. Jess. Um, yeah, I think something that I've been sort of sensing, uh, sort of connected to the milestone series that we've been doing, and just looking at, I guess, the broader context of, you know, church um, purpose and meaning at the moment, uh, especially post-COVID, you know, there's a lot of um, things that have been shifted and changed and I think a lot of people are searching for meaning and a lot of people are quite fed up with um, surface level stuff. So when I was sort of thinking about this, I was drawn to um, Luke chapter 6 and it's where Jesus talks about building the house on the strong foundation. Um, and I'll just read it out to you. It says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? 
as for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and put them into practice. I will show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on a rock. When a flood came, the, tor uh, sorry, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without the foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. Uh, I think it's really, really, really important now, especially maybe more than ever for the church to really think about what is it that Jesus is calling us to do mm. and not just know it, but put it into practice. Yep. And I think it's crucial to build that strong foundation. And I think we have an opportunity now to really think about that. What is our foundation and what are we building? Um, I think if the church is going to survive, that's what we need to do. And I feel like that is the vibe in our community, is looking at our foundations and yep. ensuring that they're built on, on rock. Um, yeah. It's good. Um, you know, over the years, of, in my experience, there have been some massive decisions that we've had to wrestle with um, as elders. And one of the things I've been so grateful for and I guess something that I've really led in my own spirit is the need for unity in our leadership. And we kind of had this philosophy really is, you know, we can wrestle and disagree, we can argue, we can get emotional about big decisions in the room. But once we make a decision, we walk out of that room in 100% unity and agreement behind the decision that's been made. Even if I didn't agree with it personally, I back that. And I think... That's one of the things that's really sustained us um, as a church and as a leadership moving forward. That has meant some of our elders' meetings have gone till after midnight um, because we want to get to that place of unity and alignment. Not agreement necessarily, um, but alignment. I mean, that hasn't been much. There hasn't been many of those meetings in my 25 years. Thank God for that. Um, most of them were done by 9.30, so it's good. Um, what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to ask Leon to come up and pray for the elders um, across our church, and then we're going to move into a time of communion, and I'm going to get our elders to be available to pray for you, um, or if you feel led, to pray for them. Uh, however that works, is that cool? All right, so thanks, Leon. Now, Leon is, was been, has been a pastor here at Kingsway. He's also been an elder here at Kingsway. I know he's retired now, but... Never retire. Right. Refire. <laughs> yeah, can I just encourage you, if you don't know these people, get to know them. It's so important. You know, invite them around for a meal or something so you get to know and have, sit and have a chat with them. Have a chat over coffee. It's just so important to, to know your elders and, and to pray for them and support them. I don't think this day goes... Oh, no, I won't say day. I don't think this week goes by where I'm not praying for pastors, leaders and elders because the Bible encourages us to. If we want to have a good life, if we want to live in a good way, we need to pray for our elders. Can I encourage you to do that? Well, can I encourage you to do that? Will you do that? Thank you. Can I ask you to just reach your hand out towards our pastors and elders and as we pray for them, Father Lord, I just 
Commit them to you right now, Father. Each of these people, Lord, who love you, who serve you, who come open-hearted and open-handed to serve your kingdom. Father, we just ask you to be with them, lead them, guide them. Father, give them wisdom. Father, wisdom that they don't even understand, wisdom that doesn't come from them, but wisdom that comes from you. Father, I pray for bread and all the pastors and the leaders in this place. Father, I just ask you to continue to guide them by your Holy Spirit. Father, that you might be evident in this place. Father, as we just come before you right now, Father, I ask for your Holy Spirit to minister to each of these elders each of the leaders in our church, Father, their hearts will be continually turned towards you, their ears will be tuned towards you and their eyes will be looking over the flock. Father, I just thank you for the elders that you've given to us. Lord, you tell us to pray for our elders, pray for our leaders, pray for our pastors. Father, and that we do today, Father. We just commit them to you right now and ask you to be with each and every one of them in their families, in their home lives, in their workplace in their finances and their ministry. I ask you to lead and guide in your way. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thanks, Leon.